1: Welcome once again to another Matchday edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Andy. Hello! And Matt. Hello. And we're here to discuss our home fixture with Stoke City.
0: I'm
2: a bit scared
0: about this now. It can only mean one thing, Paul. What's that? It's finally Good Friday. Blimey. Was this our Good Friday fixture? It was, three o'clock Good Friday.
1: And instead we're playing it at five o'clock on a Thursday. In July. Yep, I'm looking at it, 9th of July on the fixture sheet. Unbelievable. And we're second in the table now. Yep, the fixture calendar is made that we're playing third out of uh, us West Brom and Brentford they've both picked up convincing victories again it means we're three points ahead of Brentford with inferior goal difference and we're now two points behind West Brom but with a game in hand I think that the pressure would be there whether we were playing (laughs) at the same time or not anyway so equally the fixtures have meant that Stoke are just a point above the relegation zone the uh, results in the other games Middlesbrough have
0: won so there is pressure on both teams in different ways I'm a bit worried about I don't know about you. Absolutely terrified. I know a couple of weeks ago I was saying that yeah, I've seen the last championship fixture and we're going to get promoted, but it feels very 2019 all over again.
2: Well, do you want to hear the head-to-head? Yes, please. Games won 46, games drawn 18, games lost 30. We've played Stoke twice this season, winning slash drawing. that no. no. <laughs> winning the league game away and then a quick turnaround for a League Cup fixture that ended in a penalty shootout, which we came second in. Can't
1: dispute that. Them's the facts. So, are you nervous based upon our previous history, or are you nervous based upon how we've been
2: playing, of the squad and the pressure? Mine's pressure related. Both. Mine's pressure related, but I'm also worried that we're not going to be in the gazebos. Yeah, plans for the game. We're,
1: uh, we're having the, the five o'clock on a Thursday has thrown things up in the air, and
0: gazebo time is not as achievable so instead we're speaking the night before the game but just going back to what you were saying Paul I think for me I'm worried about us having another Leeds that moment obviously but actually since we came back from the lockdown we've been a bit unpredictable it feels like the result could be win lose or draw and it's almost like throwing a dice rather than any sort of sense or logic behind what the result is based on our performance so we could easily lose the game tomorrow and if we do there'll be panic stations with at Leeds United won't it?
2: even though we've actually been consistent in our performances pre-lockdown and post-lockdown we've actually not done much different in the games other than the results that we did before lockdown if you look at chances created passage stats and all that we've actually been pretty similar but we've ended up with some as you say quite random results well, I, I actually
0: think our poorest half was probably first half against Fulham, which ended in a 3-0 win. And we were we were pretty open on Saturday against Blackburn for the first 20 minutes, and that resulted in a 3-1 win. So that's what I mean about it being totally unpredictable. We played very well second half against Luton, but couldn't get the win. And I thought we played reasonably well against Cardiff, certainly deserved to get more out of that than we did. So it doesn't really matter whether Leeds turn up and perform. It's just whether we put the chances away and keep them out of the other end. And I know that sounds obvious, that's the whole game of football, but just, you just don't seem to be able to predict a pattern with Leeds at the moment whereas with Brentford you seem to be able to say they're going to win every bloody game
1: that's where it comes back to the pressure thing doesn't it because the closer Brentford get hopefully the pressure will ramp up now I put a bet on last week on the Sheffield Wednesday versus West Brom game on West Brom to win because I thought it cursed them but it didn't and so I took the winnings of that and put it on a double for West Brom and Brentford at the weekend and I hope that had cursed them but it didn't so I put them winnings onto a double for this week and it didn't curse them either so I'm on £73.15 now from a fiver
2: well you know what you need to do don't you you need to put a double on the next two teams they're playing to beat them then everyone's a winner.
1: We're hoping Derby are going to be doing his favours now. Derby going to, must be desperate on Saturday.
0: How is everybody a winner if, if Paul bets on West Brom and Brentford's opposition and then West Brom and Brentford win? He's very much a loser in that scenario.
2: Yeah, but the way it's been going, it's been winning, hasn't it? So if he uh, flips on its head and bets on Derby to beat uh, Brentford, who West Brom got? I, I think
0: it's
1: Blackburn.
0: Well, that means you've lost your money then, doesn't it? Yeah, he's lost his money and Brentford and West yeah. Brom
1: have got another six points between them. I'm going to stick to my strategy and avoid Andy's advice.
0: I hope you lose all your cash. I think the only way really to curse it would might be to just not put any bet on at all for the next round and see whether it's your betting that's causing the problem.
1: When the funds oh, stop, stop. I've only bet on two Brentford games. They've won four in a row prior to that. They've won six in a row now. It's a record for them. Oh, it's it's interesting, isn't it? And two weeks from
2: now, it'll all be over. There's five games
0: left. Oh, don't talk to me about it.
2: Hopefully there's only five games left.
0: Yeah, there could easily be seven or eight. I think I joked after the Cardiff game that I preferred it when we were in lockdown. And I'm starting to think that wasn't a joke because all of the stress has just returned about Leeds getting so close to where we want to be. You know that if we don't make it now, it's going to be even worse than last year in terms of uh, throwing it away. And that's the stress. That's where the stress comes from.
2: Where are you watching then? What's your plans if we're not at the gazebo? you still going to put the gazebo up, Matthew? No, I'm going to be a few yards away, but
0: in, indoors in the house. With it being five o'clock, I've got a very quick turnaround from... Logging off from the day job and logging on to LUTV. No time to put up gazebos. It's on
1: Sky, isn't it? This will be actually shown in public houses.
0: Well, apparently not. Apparently they're telling public houses not to show the football. Oh, right. To avoid crowds. I think to avoid crowds and to avoid singing and to avoid celebrating and all of the things that come with football fans in pubs. Fair enough. Well, I'll be watching at home then.
2: Yeah, I'll be watching at home too. Not very excited, I'm afraid, but hopefully the game will uh, give us something to shout about in a positive way.
1: And it means that on the team news, all we can do is go back to Marcelo's uh, press conference and say that if Dallas and Costa are fit, they, they will start, is what he's been quoted as saying, whether that's, uh, whether that's a fair translation or not, that if not then Alyoski and Douglas will keep their place. Would it be very harsh to drop Alyoski and Douglas after the weekend?
2: Certainly yes. Doug, certainly Douglas, yeah. I think both for
1: sure. I think logic I just, would say if you're bringing back players from injuries that they've had within the last week at this stage of the season and you've got two fit players who've played really competently at the weekend but above competently, then not risking your injured players and having them on the bench would be a sound strategy. I'm not claiming to know anything more than uh, Mr. Bielsa, though, well, trust, trust in Bielsa, obviously, however logic
0: would dictate that you keep those two on the bench. At the end of the day, whatever team he picks, we should be able to beat Stoke, but that's where the nerves come from.
2: As long as the right Leeds United team turn up, we'll do a job, but it just depends which one turns off, don't it?
0: We've only been undone by Thunderbolt
1: goals and individual errors, you keep them out, or both. Yeah, both. They, they lead to one another, don't they? It's like a hand in hand thing. I think. I think they know their job. I think they're going to go out, and they've been in this position before. Learn from that experience. I think someone quoted Calvin Phillips last week as saying that he hadn't even checked the other. That he was completely unaware of the other scores. He'll have had to live in a real lockdown bubble to not know the scores for two days beforehand. But they know what they've got to do. Ten points
0: guaranteed. Yeah, and the, but the other news this week is that Sky have moved all of our games other than the end of the season to after Brentford and West Brom.
2: Dodgy that, it? That doesn't sit right at all, does it? Do you want to know the, the funniest thing about it
1: is that I was watching a bit of West Brom pre-match today and they were interviewing Billich and they had the cheek to say to him, how does it affect you uh, in terms of pressure when you know that you're going to be playing after another team? But the, the way you phrased it made it out as if that was just how the fixtures were rather than his company had done that to uh, create, manifest this situation whereby you've got this thrilling title
0: race because they're not all on at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Sky, ultimately, they just want to show the game where Leeds United get promoted. But in order to manufacture that, they've created an environment where we feel like it's less likely that we'll get promoted. (laughs) There's
1: a lot of people having big meltdowns online. How close to full meltdown are you guys?
2: Oh, that's a question. I'd like to say miles away. I'm starting to get a bit panicky now. Um, I think if it, that'll completely go, though, if we win tomorrow. Ask me again after the game tomorrow.
0: Matthew? I'm very, very twitchy about it all. Like Andy says, it's just the fact that we've, we're having to wait and watch Brentford and West Brom pick up points when there's nothing that we can do about it. But if you try to look on the bright side, even if we... Lose tomorrow, we're still three points ahead.
2: It's, it's that mindset, isn't it? Control the controllables. But there's so many that so many uncontrollables that we can't get anywhere close to at the minute. But we just got to keep that focus and only focus on what we can actually control. And that's, as we've said the whole time, 10 points now sees us up. And we as fans can't
0: control anything other than getting a podcast out and turning the TV on. Job done, isn't it?
2: What, what are our friends at the uh, Oatcakes fanzine saying, Paul... Well, I'm not going
1: to do a Stoke accent because I can't. Some may say I can't do any of the accents. Most. All. But he said, I do oh, I do love taking the Mick out of Leeds and their triple training sessions a day and doing the headless chicken press. I think that fat manager there is used to watch Mike Reed when he was younger. Ran around. Seems a bit harsh, that, doesn't it?
2: Just sounds like
0: a end if you ask me. He hasn't got much to go at, if that's what he's picking on, is it? So the Stoke Forum,
1: they were basically a few of them saying they fancied it. They got into quite a, a lengthy discussion about why everyone hates Leeds and there was a, a few old old school clips and chats about Hunter and how they had a bit of talent, but they used to kick people better than everyone else. And it was, it was an interesting little discussion. On the feelings for the game, they're split again. It's similar to how the Luton fans were last week. It's a case of, do we write this one off and we focus on Sunday? Or some of them thinking that they've got more than enough class to to do it. A, a real mixed bag, really mixed bag over there in Stoke.
2: It's daft because on paper they've got a decent squad and a decent
1: manager. Well, decent. they've done quite well since the manager came in. To be fair, they have very mixed form, but in comparison to how they did before, they were rock bottom and struggling when Nathan Jones was there and the managerial change. I mean, they're only one point above. As I said, there is a lot of pressure on them. Michael O'Neill's come out and said that he expects them to have to take, absorb a lot of pressure, take the time pick, and pick the moments. So it
0: probably tells you how they're looking to set up, but we, we will see. It's interesting that everybody on the Stoke Forum hates Leeds because I went over to a Wolves forum this week to see what they thought of us signing Hilda Costa permanently. They weren't really discussing it much, but they were discussing who they wanted to come up from the championship. And I saw a few comments on there to say that they'd like to see West Brom get promoted because it'd be good for the West Midlands, but not Leeds. When clubs hate Leeds more than their local rivals, you know that we are something special. This is true.
1: So referee for our game against Stoke, thank you to Joe Bedford on Twitter is Darren Bond. After taking up the whistle at 15, he became a select Group 2 referee in 2016. He has over 20 years of refereeing experience, which includes a year as an assistant referee in the Premier League. He's refed us three times already this season. Home loss to Swansea. So that sounds like we probably don't like him. Away win at Reading and home draw against PNE. For us, he's ref 12, won seven, drawn two and lost three. Matthew, you
0: remember referees. What do you think about Darren Bond? I don't remember much about Darren Bond. Well, obviously that's a very patchy record that he's got this season. That Swansea game was that
1: fair enough, or was that one where we probably thought we should have had a penalty, or is that just every game that we lose at home?
0: I can't remember how much of it was to do with the referee, but we definitely should have got something out of that game.
2: And that that put them top of the table at the time, did it? And they were getting ah like, yeah, yeah. It's a game that felt like a big game we should have won, and we didn't. I know we'll
1: be previewing the Swansea game next next time out but they've just got themselves right on the cusp of the playoffs again after this set of fixtures so there's going to be a lot riding on that game on Sunday one to look forward to so predictions Andy what, what do you think then having said all that about being a bag of nerves not being distracted being distracted heads all
2: over the place look I really hope I'm wrong but I see it being a draw tomorrow I really hope I'm wrong I hope it's a win but I uh, I think we'll draw and I think it'll be 2 all.
0: Matthew you're thinking like the cup
2: game Andy I just I think we'll start well and then take foot off the gas uh, we did
1: draw the cup game thank you for pointing that out
2: yeah I I just think I just hope I'm wrong but I, just, I can just see a draw I think we're gonna make make it hard work I still think we'll get over the line but I think we'll make hard work of it changed my tune from all this uh, excitement I've been posting the last few pods I?
1: what's funny is that I'm, it's not funny at all actually but we know we know that we sat a day before the game and in the post match you've just said, Oh, I had all this excitement and you're either gonna be so excited having won or you're
2: gonna be bit of despair, bottoming out. This is it, this is it. It's such a roller coaster this time of the season. Uh what what are you saying, Matt? I'm sticking with
0: what should happen and what should happen is Leeds United win fairly comfortably, so I'm going with three 0 I'd much prefer yours. Much prefer it. One thing I would say about yours, though, is that a draw would be significantly better than a defeat. Like, mm. more more significantly than the point would suggest because it means that we still have to drop points in two more games for Brentford to catch us, whereas their goal difference there uh, will come into play if we lose.
1: Yep, that's true. That's really important. I'm going 3-2, and I don't want it to be that thrilling, but it popped into my head. and uh, But I do, I do think we'll win, and I do think we'll score.
0: So, nil-nil, then. <laughs>
1: god that'll be frustrating i was thinking that i might start changing this feature to a song that dictates you how you're feeling about it but i could only think of under pressure and it'd probably always be under pressure so uh, my words pressure because this game is all about how you handle the pressure and whilst it's nerve-wracking i can't wait to see it I'm so up for it. How much of your waking day and even your sleep is dictated to United at the moment? Like, I'm dreaming about it. I was dreaming about stupid Brentford last night and then all day I'm checking things. I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something to tell me that we're going to get promoted, but it's only the games that'll do that. So I'm really excited.
2: Well, if you've gone over a song, I'll go with a song. And it's also pressure, but it's Maximo Park. Apply some pressure. I'd like to see us I think you said it in our WhatsApp group, Paul, that uh, all they've done is they've hit the ball back over the net and we need to smash it straight back at them and let's apply some pressure back on them. Matthew, can you
1: think of a song that's got pressure in that isn't one of those two that we've used?
0: No, but I'll go with a different song. I want to go with uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just over our shoulder again and it can't happen two years in a row, surely. Only
1: this year, the bloody Reaper's Pontus Janssen.
0: Yeah. Oh dear.
1: Right, well, let's see how it goes. See you after this.
2: Oatcake fanzine, Mr Coke. Oh, I do love taking the mick out of Leeds and their triple trading sessions a day and doing the headless chicken press. Think that fat manager of theirs used to watch Mike Reed when he was younger. Run around, smiley face. I said to all, I was wrong. I'm delighted. One other thing before we get going on this post-match. Anybody who slagged off Elder Costa on his Instagram when he signed, you are a whopper. Have we started? That's the start. All
0: right. Well, we should start really like this.
2: Yes! (laughs) Yes! That's what we needed. It was outstanding, but anybody who's had a go at Elder Costa has just proven tonight they are... Shut complete. up about that. We just won 5-0. Yeah, and, and 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 do you know what? Four of them goals came from Elder Costa. Are you doing a spoiler for your man of the match, Andy? It's just given, isn't it? I, I was terrified tonight, you, you know that, because I said I will not have a beer till promotion party, and I've had seven tonight already, and it's, <laughs> and, it, and it's half past seven.
1: And you're flying solo with the kids, but you know don't tell the social feels like the middle of the night oh my eyes are burning I, i don't i think it's something to do with the contact lens fitting but possibly just to do with how
0: beautiful that was
2: that was terrifying though wasn't it
0: what stoke's performance
2: I, I, I was getting carried away because I thought early doors. I think in the second minute, I thought, these looked terrified. And Danny Bath, off of uh, former Wolves fame, was looking a bit ropey. I thought, oh, God, here we go. I, I was worried that we were looking good and they were going to catch us and go. And then we just took Mick, didn't we? How
0: many beers have you had? Seven. Right. You can kind of <laughs> <laughs> It
2: went 5-0, of course we took Mick. Welcome
0: back, Andy. I think it's worth pointing out how how fine
1: margins win games because if we hadn't have got that penalty just before. Oh time,
2: behave yourself. If Tandy Roberts had some composure and slotted that away, then it would it were game on from there. Next point.
1: We're not gonna have a discussion about this, are we? It's just whatever we say, Andy's gonna drunkenly shout it down. Yeah, we should have just let Andy do the end of the podcast and we need another part.
2: Leads are good. I'm still scared we'll cook it up. But for right now, I'm going to have a great night. See you next week.
1: There was a potential that it was going to turn into the looting game. Do you think? Well, at 42 minutes, it's nil-nil, certain patterns. And I think that just shows the character. We've had to play after the other two teams. We've had to play a game last week where we've struggled to break a team. Oh, I don't think we struggled today. I think we, we were unlucky with that double chance, really. and
2: Struggled to a 5-0 victory. Well, with, I'm just trying to go
1: through the game as a whole rather than just say 5-0 as many times as I can.
0: 5-0. So it was really important. People will, be, people will be tuning into this expecting to hear three really happy people rather than just one big argument.
1: I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm delighted with that.
2: I thought it was with two all. I said in post match, I was worried and I was worried and that's
0: Do you mean the pre match?
2: Yeah, in pre match I was worried it with two all. But now, obviously, I'm like a dog with two. I don't know where to put it.
1: Well, I think the players will retain that composure going into Sunday. You know, it's it's put us so much closer towards the goal of what we're what we're trying to achieve. But we're not there yet. How much closer? We now need seven from twelve.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't do that! Don't do that!
0: And, and se- that's seven. That seven from twelve on the basis that Brentford win four in a row. Correct,
1: and we've won, uh, and we've got ten from the last twelve. So it's going quite well. Just a bit.
2: What's really vile is that we're normally all pessimists, and we're all grinning like Cheshire cats. I'm not a pessimist. Behave yourself Start of the season If you go back to episode One of this podcast You were talking about How doom and gloom it was And we're reaching for Scarves after the Derby game
1: I think I'm the one Who always tries to To level it out A little bit actually
0: Paul Paul is not a pessimist Paul is a contrarian Whatever everybody <laughs> else is saying He'll say the opposite That's not true
2: Oh he took it he took offence to that Let's let's go for that Let's go in Let's go for that Let's just twist it a bit
1: I'm an eternal optimist
2: but one thing that Paul does say every week and I'll back him on this and tonight he says enjoy it because it could go to pot as of next week and Sunday we're at Swansea away let's enjoy this 5-0 we have three days to enjoy it we're still top at league Brentford have got Wayne Looney's Derby County on Saturday let's just hope that they're horrible, horrible people who say behind do us a favour Shall we talk about the game at all?
0: Uh, Just one second. Right, yes, let's talk about the game. (laughs) So, that goal just after
1: half time by Helder Costa, who was fantastic after signing his new contract, that killed it, didn't
0: it? Yes. Well, actually, I think it killed it when we scored the penalty.
2: That's true. That, That Helder Costa won.
1: I mean, it's a it's an old footballing cliche, but you're getting a goal either side of half time, and those are such critical times to score. Just as if they'd come out and taken it to us and scored just after half time, it, the, the whole well, goal would be totally different. But
2: well, not even that. that. Do, you, do you remember in the first five minutes they won that free kick where their white got fouled? I don't know about you, by that time, man, my my odds up. I'm I'm scared. Luckily, Walls blocked it, but that could have been anything, could it? Because if if they'd hit the target there...
0: When you say Ben White got fouled, you mean Ben White fouled them? Gave away that yellow card. I'll stay
1: silent for a bit. (laughs) But you're right. I assume after Saturday, every free kick's an automatic goal. So he's lining it up. And he'd moved it to a much more favourable position. And you just think, oh, God, here we go. But, you know, Walls blocked it. We've had a really strong first half. They've kept going, they've been so persistent they've been knocking, knocking, knocking overall on the balance of the first half we
0: got what we deserved out of it There's been so much chat about how we go on to win the game when we score the first goal that the penalty was just the, really just the massive relief wasn't
2: it? Interestingly where did you boys watch the game, LUTV or Sky?
0: LUTV
1: obviously Paul? I watched it on Sky because I gave uh, my
0: dad watched it on my LUTV account
2: yeah, similar. I passed. I passed mine on. And w- one thing I noticed on
0: isn't that against the terms and conditions on LUTV. You might not want to be in um
1: Yeah, I don't want to admit that. that. I watched I it on. A, I watched it on LUTV as
2: well. I gave mine to my mate because you know I'm just that kind of nice bloke. But w- one thing still, I noticed...
1: you still don't want to say that.
2: I'm absolutely fine with that. So w- one thing that happened where uh, Sky started, um, basically saying Andy.
0: Andy. We don't want to talk about Sky.
2: No, but hear this, because it's, 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 it's legit. Sky, yeah, said, Sky said that uh, Michael O'Neill, since he'd taken over at Stoke, were fifth in league, and scored 41 goals. And how many goals had scored score? Andy, I don't care. But when that happens, you Tony
0: Dorigo on LUTV, he said it was like a training game. And normally at five o'clock on a Thursday, you probably would be having a training game. So maybe that's what Stoke thought it was. I do
2: know what you were right, because Beckford came out confident, banging him on Sky. He came up with a left-right good night.
0: We don't care what anybody said on Sky.
2: We don't care about Beckford on Sky.
0: No, LUTV is where it's at.
2: Beckford, the last player to get us promoted.
1: I think that we, uh, I mean, what was possession stats? It must have been almost 80s. That second half, you're right. It was just like a training game. It was beautiful. But I honestly think, and I know Andy's given... the big licks to De Costa, but the difference it it made when Pablo came on was was absolutely huge.
2: But on that, I also think Tyler Roberts was probably, before that, up there for Man of the Match. Apart from the composure to take what should have been an easy goal, I thought he was playing very well. But you're right, Pablo changed it.
0: He changed it in so much as he made it better. Yeah, Stoke really did not come to into the game wanting to wanting to do anything. Really, they looked like they were just going to appear on the pitch for ninety minutes and hope for the best.
1: Well, I think they got caught in two minds. I think they got caught in two minds between the we're setting up with three centre backs and we're going to push on a little bit, and ultimately did neither very well. In fact, they 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 attacked worse than they than they defended.
2: I like the fact they brought on that Villa reject James Chester to try and uh, steady the ship and straight away he had a nightmare to lead to the second goal.
1: Oh, I mean, that just, that, it it did look like a train exercise because the the sea just parted, didn't it? And held the cost it. I don't think he could believe he was stood there. He had time to stop and just have a bit of a think about it, make a brew, then passed
2: it into the bottom corner. It was like a siding on bonus, wasn't it? You could tell that
0: Stoke were poor, particularly at the back, because Costa and Bamford both looked like they could give you same bolt a run for their money tonight.
2: Bamford got space everywhere, didn't he? At points he was up against five at the back and they still found a gap.
0: We really did look to be enjoying it.
1: So how much how much are you going for we were good and how much were they poor? Or was it is it equal
2: measures? I I not say it because I I'll get shot down, but Sky said
0: Oh, Sky, who cares what Sky said? You should be watching on LUTV, you sell
2: out. They said that Michael You're a total scab. I'm not, mate. I gave, my, I gave mine yeah. to a friend. Anyway, people, You should have
0: done that. That's against the terms and conditions of your LUTV contract.
2: Uh, Sky said that Michael O'Neill, We don't
0: care. I don't give a
2: shit. So they said that Michael Ogan, No, couldn't care less. He said that. No. He said that they've been watching they been watching games on no. the road where teams have been taking points off us and they'd set up that way to try and manufacture getting something <sighs> So they tried to set up like Luton and
1: <sighs> They did. It wasn't um how Luton did it last week was, was pretty much the blueprint, wasn't it? But I still, think, I still think Luton did it wrong because Luton came wanting, thinking they'd get a point out of us, put all that effort in, and then got absolutely turned over on uh, on uh, Saturday. This only works out for Stoke if they legitimately had their eyes on uh, Sunday. In his post-match, Michael O'Neill has said to the general press that this was the hardest fixture they had left and these aren't the games when you're going to find out where you're going up or down. It's against the game teams that are in and around them. I think Birmingham sacking clotet properly today and him leaving the club and then that game on Sunday looking like a real tasty prize for them can't have done us any harm um, it's normally Brentford got that last week and there's, I heard the Wigan manager today saying that the win that they got against QPR was absolutely for the town because last week they went to Brentford and they, they couldn't concentrate they felt really sorry for themselves it's like oh great so Cooper's goal was an absolute classic
2: it was a second forward's goal
1: wasn't it? well I think it was literally a slice of luck but what? he you he I thought it was a good finish. It was, it was a great finish. finish. It was a great finish, but it's it, the kind of... we've had two off the in off the post tonight. It's unheard of.
2: Banffrit bad, didn't he? In first half was it or second half?
0: You, Three off the post. If you class the fact one of them hit both posts, that's a beautiful finish. That's an absolute beautiful finish. And Pablo put it right in the corner. So I thought, Coop, I thought, I thought Cooper's goal actually the performance overall deserved a crowd tonight though because oh, it that's. Did. That's our biggest win under BL. So it's so typical that it happened in one of these games. We scored nine know? goals at Elland Road since they've been the crowd off.
1: <laughs> Do you know it could have? It stop, could being have an
2: advocate, stop being an advocate for getting rid of fans. <laughs> I'm not. I'm eight
1: or, an
0: advocate for getting rid of Sky.
1: Eight or nine tonight wouldn't have flattered us. No, definitely. It wasn't. really wouldn't. You saw that like Don Goodman there. I don't know. I haven't listened to Don Goodman. It wasn't what? even Don Goodman,
0: it was Andy Hinchcliffe, but there you go <laughs> I was surprised when uh, we went for, when we went 5-0 up to be honest with you because I've always thought that Bielsa has a bit of a rule that if you get to 4 you take your foot off the gas a little bit and it, so as not to humiliate the opposition I wonder yeah, well, whether Bamford might get bollocked when he comes off
1: <laughs> yeah I reckon I don't think he told Patrick Bamford Bamford was clear Like that was brilliant it was the kind of one that next season sadly they look very very closely and he, he might have been offside by a fingernail but fortunately it's not next season yet and uh it was it was class. I think Patrick Bamford deserved a goal today for his all round play. When we're four nil up and Bamford hadn't scored 5-0, five different scorers.
2: Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. You see, I disagree. I think I think he might be a sadist our old Bielsa. Because when you're 4-0 up and you bring on Alioski and Shackleton, the two Joris L Bunnies are trying to just go and absolutely take it to the next level. That's just cruel, isn't it? Well when when the squad
1: wasn't quite there in that first game when I thought we certainly didn't have five first team players that you could bring in and make the changes when Barry Douglas wasn't available today you've made five changes that have just you've gone good god it's it's improved things at this stage like you say bringing on pace bringing on athleticism bringing on a desire to run when you're 4-0 up 3-0 up it's just uh, they, won't, they won't enjoy that bus ride back to Stoke I've been back on the Oak Cape Forum anyway they've got a thread called Embarrassed He's embarrassed of the lack of fight, the lack of quality, the lack of leadership, the worst defending he's ever seen, being totally outclassed and staring relegation in the face while they stare at the Premier League. How many times has it been the other way round? Do
2: you know what? That's beautiful. That.
1: Talk to me some more. Out some more more quotes. Now, I share your despair. It drains the life out of you. I like to say, I like to say the club is
0: rotten. Do you know what? They've probably got a bigger wage bill than us as well. Oh, this one you like this one. <laughs> Please, please just fold the club. 50 years of misery
1: is enough for me. After that, I am officially finished. I hope we get relegated, but I won't be tuning in or checking the results out between now and the end of the season. I really don't give a
0: feck anymore. Not much of a fan, that fella, is he? No. Oh,
2: and do you know what? It, it's so hard not to get carried away because we've still got to get seven points for the next 12. That's still, hey, still that's- hard, isn't it?
1: Last thing from the outkick, I've just seen an emoji that I've never seen before. It's one of the little smileys waving a white flag. Yeah, I think they were waving that at the start of the game, really. Oh, I, I do. I think they were, they were, they set about it pretty decently for the first, the first 10 they went at it. The next 10, they, they got deeper and deeper. And good God, that tackle, you'd be furious. I was trying to think, are there examples where we've been in this kind of situation and someone's made that kind of tackle? To give away a penalty, unbelievable! Chucking it away.
2: He's that Bellend from Huddersfield too? And he who, uh, who got a bit got a bit sad when Billy Sharp scored that winner against them, and said he had a head injury and got taken off a helicopter jump room.
0: I wish I had that sort of
2: memory. Yeah, I remember that because I lost half a shin, and it's somewhere in Huddersfield on one of their stands. Um, can I ask? Can I ask a silly question? When, when when do you start to believe, Matthew?
0: I started to believe a few games ago.
2: Yeah, but when do you actually start believing you still like being... We well,
0: well, you just said we've got to get seven points out of 12, and that's seven points maximum.
2: Um, yeah, you're right. The thing is, for me, all four games we've got left could be banana skins.
0: Yeah, they could, but tonight could have been a banana skin.
2: It, it was? I, I went 2-0. You went 3-0. I think Paul went 3-2. Is that right? I did, yeah. Have you just got a massive pair of balls, Matt?
0: I just thought that that's how much better we are than Stoke, and I was wrong. We're even better than that. Yeah, fair enough.
2: I think we're better than Stoke, but uh, I'm also terrified of the law of Leeds that.
1: Well, Sunday's a tough it game. It still happen. Depending on the way that the fixtures pan out on, on Saturday, Swansea are right on the cusp of the playoffs. Some might say that that's going to play into our hands. They're going to have to play. They're going to be a bit more open, a bit more expansive. But if you look at Cardiff, they didn't so some of those teams in and around there may adopt the blueprint of the teams further down and be better at it so there's no certainties but i have absolute faith that this team are just gonna you know be so prepared be so prepared i know we've got a.
0: I was thinking before the game we've got a day less than them but i don't you know think what it the matters worst case scenario for you on sunday morning is that you wake up and you've got triple figures in your betting account this is true
1: <laughs> <laughs> did I say last night what it's turned into 70 70 odd quid 73 so if that if uh, Brentford and West Brom win on uh, on Saturday it turns into 243
0: so uh, so either you wake up and you've got 243 quid and Leeds are still yet to play or yeah. you've got no money but Leeds are almost certain to get promoted Yes, that's it. <laughs> oh, what, a, what, a, what an idea that was.
1: Yeah. One of my better ones is taking the edge off things. Like, after the Brentford game, I was I was quite low, I'll admit, on Tuesday night. But on Wednesday night, after West Brom won, I just thought, yeah, it's all right. We've just I, got to do the business ourselves, haven't we?
2: I'll tell you what, this is why I, I love our podcast, because we recorded last night. And I, I first to admit, I was down on it. I didn't speak much. I was... It's because
0: you haven't had a drink
2: I was pessimistic about the result And what had happened And I had other things on my mind And tonight we've won 5-0 And I just do not know where to put myself
0: Walking on sunshine
2: oh, well, I'll, tell you what, oh. I'll
1: tell you what Let's go through our man of the match then Andy can you tell us why it was Helder Costa
2: It's not Helder Costa Oh go on then it's Patrick Bamford. I, I think like, rightly you said earlier that he deserved his goal. and The goal he took, for me, is probably the best finish of the game. Pablo's is obviously pinpoint, but the skill that Bamford showed to put his away and the work he put in, and he, he was, again, he was a bully. Elder, Elder Costa was close for me because he's, he's had his critics, and I don't understand why people would get all kicking off and angry because we've spent all this money on a player. Is it us... Biggest signing since Rio Ferdinand, is that right, boys? It will be, yeah. Yeah, I I don't understand why you would start hating on that guy. Uh, A a lot of people have rightly said, remember Harrison from last season and what he's now become this season. Imagine Costa this time next season, he'll pretty much be messy. But Bamford led the line so well. And I think his overall hold-up play and his desire just to put them on the back foot And the way he took his goal, he's got to be of the match for me. At half-time, it was Tyler Roberts. Matthew, do you agree with him?
0: No. I especially don't agree with him on it being Tyler Roberts at half-time. I thought that he wasn't having a particularly good game, and I thought it was a very good decision to sub him for Pablo Hernandez.
2: If he'd taken his goal, you'd have been beside yourself.
0: Yeah, of course I would, but it wouldn't have meant that I thought that he'd he'd been our best player in the first half. Who was then? Uh, for me, this decision was between two players. Both of them scored Liam Cooper and Helder Costa. I think they were the best players over the 90 minutes for us. Pablo Hernandez was the best player that we had on the pitch at any point, but he only played half the game. So my man of the match goes to Helder Costa for assists, goal, pace, speed. Great performance from Helder and a good way to uh, start his permanent Leeds United career.
1: I think there were an awful lot of start performers tonight. I'm going to go with Pablo Hernandez just because. Of the pleasure I took in in watching him, I could I sat back and just thought. Any time it goes to him, it was it was just you you knew something magic was going to happen, and he like you know the training game bit. Pablo just played without the pressure. He just played, picked the passes. His movement was phenomenal, and his goal. I don't. I think there's only a couple of players in our team that could that you would feel confident we're going to score from that kind of range. And it's been a little while since he has scored. He hasn't scored since the restart, if I remember correctly. Just delighted for him. And now he's only making these sort of cameo appearances. You don't know how long that he's going to be doing that. And he seems to be having a lesser role in the team. So it was great to just sit back and enjoy Pablo Hernandez being the absolute genius magician that he
0: is. His goal was one of the best goals of the season.
2: Imagine Bill take a piss and bring on Pablo Hernandez. Again, that's cruel, and that's why I don't buy into the Bielsa taking his foot off the gas because that that was that was just main, wasn't it? So, what's your final word, Andy? Reserved. I'm. I'm still. I'm still worried. <laughs> I'm, nah, you, you can laugh your bollocks <laughs> off, but I'm just still. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. I'm still very, very. Just want to focus on tasking and.
0: Drop us a tweet if you think Andy has appeared reserved at any point during this podcast.
2: I i, I just want to make sure that we just get over that line. First or second, I don't mind, just get over that line. I'd love it if we were champions. But I think Paul said a few weeks ago, just enjoy the wins, be wary at losses and just enjoy it as you go. And tonight I'm really going to enjoy it. I'm going to try and stay happy until Sunday, but if Brentford win on Saturday, I'm going to be an absolute bag of nerves again by the time Sunday comes round.
1: I'm going with excited. I'm really excited now and I'm enjoying it. And it was a brilliant performance. I'm looking forward to going back and watching the highlights and reading everything that everybody said about it and uh, sort of bottling that feeling until Saturday when them two get to have another go again before us. But at least it isn't that that stretched out torture that we had on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. And then it'll be Sunday before you know it, won't it?
0: Finally, Matthew, what's your word? Sweet. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. I'm feeling pretty sweet. And... I, I totally agree with you Andy, we just want us to get over the line and it will be t- typical and annoying if West Brom and Brentford win on Saturday but it's actually less of an issue than it was this week because we've got another three points in the bag. We've also done our goal difference no harm whatsoever tonight which is something we've not mentioned. We might not be uh, approaching Brentford yet but we've at least maybe got ourselves a little bit back in the mix on the goal difference so it's I, I hesitate to say it but it's going to have to be the biggest leads that moment ever, isn't it, for us? Oh, Jesus, wept. Why? Why? Jesus, man. I think I, th- I, th- I think that's a statement of fact, Andy. That's
2: you true. Th- you you think there's no worse leads moment in history than if we bollocks it up from now? Yeah, I doubt we ever have. I think that's probably
0: true. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, God. In fact, there's some stats on that. You remember that Wacko thread that we talked about? earlier on in the year. Let me just bring them up right
2: now. While you're finding them stats, Matt, can I aid to your little glorification of Leeds? When was last time we, on aggregate, had someone 8 nil?
0: I don't know, but it does beg the question how we lost to them in the Cup, doesn't it?
2: It was a 2 all draw. They got fluky on them uh, pens, didn't they? Because <laughs> I went there, it didn't count. It's like playing at the park, but it's not a real game. Carabao, what is even Carabao? I've never heard of it till like this season. Poor man's Red Bull.
0: So this was this was a stat from the uh, Wacko thread that we talked about the milestone projections and stats. But in the 31 seasons since the second tier switched to 46 games per season, only one team has failed to secure automatic promotion when leading the table after 41 games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now we're at
0: 42. And now we're on 42. Do you
2: know what's even worse? Like, I've, I've been trying my very, very hardest to not impress Leeds United on my son the whole time that he's been alive in three years. Tonight, he's shown so much interest and he's really enjoyed it. I'm trying not to build his hopes up and get carried away, but I just want to run locks around my house tonight. Damn it. I can't be up too fat.
0: Paul would say, if you can't run laps around your house when we've won 5-0 and we look like we might get promoted, when can you run laps around your house?
2: Paul would say that. When I lose about, I don't know, 10 stone. Go
1: enjoy your loose juice, and we'll be back on Sunday for game 43. Come on!
2: Podcast Network.